Welcome to Overnight Opinions. How messed up is our country? Well, you're about to find out. Check out this headline. Boston Children's Hospital promotes safer tucking. What are we tucking, you may ask? Well, your penis, of course. Ain't nobody got time for that. If you head over to the hospital's gender services section on their website, click on patient resources page. There you will find a rather odd brochure titled Safer Tucking. It comes from a New York City group called HOT, which stands for Health Outreach to Teens. That group claims to be, quote, a welcoming, non-judgmental, confidential program designed specifically to meet the health and wellness needs of LGBTQ young adults aged 13 to 24. When you open this up, you're met with a transsexual individual, a man in lipstick and a necklace and I guess a female top. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but they give you some comfort tips like trimming and shaving generally helps with tucking. Use a sharp razor and shaving cream or soap to avoid irritation. But here's the best one. Duct tape is not recommended because it can tear hair, skin, and cause rashes or irritation. Oh my God, can you even imagine duct taping a wiener down? And I thought period cramps are bad. They make sure to warn you that, quote, it's not possible to urinate while taped, so use the bathroom before you tape. I want to know who's trying to pee through a taped wiener. That's just what I want to know. If you scroll down to the second page, you are graced with a few anatomical diagrams of how to tuck. Like, you can use control briefs like Spanx or layering undies. Don't forget the taping or using something called a gaff or a V-string. Now, these parts are labeled, but to understand what it means, you got to go over to the side, and it says, quote, Some people prefer not to use anatomical terms to refer to their genitals. So from here on, we'll call these parts, guess what? They're calling them P, B, and J. Imagine being so offended that if someone called a penis a penis, you couldn't handle it. You're tucking your dick down, but you don't want someone to call it a penis? And check this out. Quote, there are spaces in your pelvis called inguinal canals right above your genitals that you can use to make your underwear area look flatter. You can push the PB, which I think is the wiener. I'm not real sure. I, or maybe the ball sack. I'm not 100% on this one. But you can push the PB up to these spaces and pull the J back. I don't know what the J is either. After you have been on hormones for a while, things will shrink and become more comfortable. Oh my god. I could have went my entire life without thinking about a shrinking, taped-down wiener. But we're not done, because they also have a pamphlet on safer bonding. Because, you know, you might want to bind your titties down. Again, avoid using duct tape. Who would want to put duct tape on their nipples? Isn't there a point at which natural selection takes over and we should just let people put duct tape on body parts if they're that stupid to do it? Never once in my life have I been like, let me put some duct tape on my nipples because I think this will help flatten it down. The graphic isn't as fun for this one because there's no PB and J. It's just a chest with an arrow. But again, they, they do have to remind you to not do stupid things like smaller isn't better. Binders are already designed to be tight. Getting one even smaller causes injury and discomfort. Again, you would think this would be obvious information, but especially to people that have been wearing a bra their entire life, you would think you would automatically know 
that a tight bra doesn't do anything but give you stomach aches and gas and a backache. I'm not bringing this up so we can laugh at people. I mean, the charts are pretty funny, let's face it. Calling a wiener PB&J and showing you how to tuck a wiener down is funny regardless of the context. Whether you're trans or straight, that's just hilarious. But you have to ask yourself, why is the Boston Children's Hospital focusing on this? I mean, we have yet to cure pediatric cancer. Wouldn't you think dying children would take precedence over anything to do with changing your gender? I mean, I get that it's a struggle for them if they identify something else, but being a man and identifying as a woman can't be as difficult as a four-year-old with cancer. It just can't be. And even outside of children, there are adults out there with serious ailments. Lupus, MS, fibromyalgia, we don't have cures for those. But what are we doing? We're wasting hospital resources on things like tucking your wiener down, taking up space on a website. Somebody at that hospital got paid to have to upload that document. I mean, this is getting out of control. The healthcare system should be designed to help people that are at their worst. Great. You want to, you're a man and you want to feel like a woman. It's America. It's the 21st century. You can do that. But maybe you could go figure that out on your own. Maybe we don't have to waste valuable hospital resources telling you how to get rid of your wiener or how to bind your chest. If you didn't think the world was coming to an end before now, check out this headline. The Bible is among dozens of books removed from this Texas school district. That's right, the good old Lone Star State has decided that God isn't good enough for them. In the Keller Independent School District, which is right outside of Fort Worth, Texas, the school district did something that nobody was really expecting. The day before kids were set to return to school, the district sent out an email. They told the staff to remove any books that were on a list of more than 40 different titles to be taken out completely from all classrooms and school libraries. Aside from the Bible, another book caught people's attention, Anne Frank's Diary, the graphic adaptation, like a graphic novel version. Mr. Trebek, what is Texas is turning blue for 500? Now, it lists on here that on the 19th of August, so just a few days ago, they quote, after review, book returned to circulation. The book will remain in its current location. It says it was challenged by a parent. So apparently Anne Frank made it back, but somewhere Jesus Christ is too offensive. Can you imagine the hysteria if they had banned the Quran? Just think about that for a second. A school district banning a religious text. Now, I know the first part of the First Amendment to the Constitution says that Congress should make no law establishing a religion. Got it. But it also says it can't prohibit the free exercise thereof. And I would kind of think removing a book from the library would be equivalent to that in some small manner. And besides, it's in the library. It's not like the kids are forced to read it. They can't check it out if they want to. Are they that scared that somebody's going to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and be radically offended? You know, a little bit of biblical principles isn't such a bad thing, regardless of whether you believe the salvation message. The golden rule would be pretty good if kids learned that. What about the Ten Commandments? Don't murder, don't steal, don't cheat. You telling me that schools couldn't use a little bit more of morality? Okay, fine. You don't believe in God. You don't believe in Jesus. You think it's all a bunch of hooey. Whatever. But the Bible is a historical document. It has shaped the world, greatly influenced nations, particularly the one we're living in. Onto an even crazier headline, if that's even possible. Quote, 
gender-bred man teaches California kids about what's between their legs. That's right, they've taken the cute, the classic, the adorable gingerbread man and turned him into a gender-bending, sexuality-teaching cookie that can tell people about wieners and vaginas. Parents, when are you going to wake up? They're coming for your kids. Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man! This program is supposed to target middle and high school students in California and talk about a lot of different sexual topics. So they have this picture of a gingerbread man, and on his head is a little bitty brain, and it says gender. And then you go all the way down to his heart, and that says attraction. And then you get down to the crotch, and it's got the male and female sign, and then what looks like a blend of the two, and it says sex. But then the whole thing is identified as your expression. Also in that curriculum is a chart that shows who someone is attracted to. So you got heterosexual, you have bisexual, gay or lesbian, pansexual, asexual. You know, these are things we're teaching to teenagers. It's a little bit creepy to me that adults want to talk about sex so much with kids. I thought that used to be awkward. Parents didn't even want to talk to their own kids about it and give them some sort of boundaries or guidance. And now pure strangers in this sterile clinical form of a teacher in a nasty school in between the bell ringing wants to sit there and talk to kids about who they want to have sex with. I think the woke lefties have missed something, though. I mean, they're not being very inclusive and accepting. What if you're a student sitting there watching the gender-bred man and you have celiac disease. I mean, if you're allergic to flour, that's going to be very difficult to look at a cookie that you most likely could never eat. It reminds you of your trauma. Trigger warning. What if you have a nut allergy? I mean, people can't breathe with that stuff. Trigger warning. What if you're diabetic and the thought is sugar and the fact that you can't have as much as you want and you might have to take a bump of insulin? I mean, that's got to dredge up a whole lot of bad memories. Trigger warning. All this talk about being transgender or non-binary is having an effect. It's making it cool. It's making it desired. It's giving you a status within the community or within the world. And let's face it, kids will do anything for popularity, especially while they're growing up in public school. And we can see this reflected in statistics. Pew Research found that around 5% of adults younger than 30 identify as trans or non-binary. Now let's compare that to the 50 or older crowd, which is only 0.3% that identify as trans or non-binary. That's a huge disproportionate amount. Ask your boomer parents when they were growing up in school, did they ever hear about being transgender? Did they even know what it was until they were possibly an adult? These days, it seems as if saying you're transgendered will get you something, attention, maybe a job, maybe a sponsorship, a brand, a TikTok following, so it's desired, it's coveted. There's always been people who felt like they identified as another gender. But it seems like the further along we go, it's making a huge gap for people who just want attention to latch onto that. And that's not going to be good for those that are transgender. They don't need people gumming up the works for them. I mean, just look at how popular this is. That same study by Pew Research says that more than 4 in 10 U.S. adults report knowing a trans person. About a quarter of U.S. adults say they have a trans friend. And one in five U.S. adults say they know someone who is non-binary. 
consider one more fact. They found that 26%, which is about one in four adults in the U.S., personally know someone that goes by gender-neutral pronouns, you know, like they instead of he or she. And that is up 18% since 2018. An 18% rise in just four years? Come on. All this crap on television pushing this has to be having an impact. And now we're force-feeding this to kids in school. I want to know who even thinks it's the government's role to talk about sexual orientation. Did I miss that amendment? Did I miss that there in the Bill of Rights somewhere? I don't remember any of our founding fathers saying that the government needed to instruct people on their sexual orientation. What happened to the parents? Don't we trust them to raise their own kids and instruct them with their version of ethics and morality and sex education? Politicians and bureaucrats shoving this stuff down kids' throats Politicians are the worst people to talk about sex. They can't ever keep it in their pants. They're always having an affair or a sex scandal. The education level in this country is atrocious. I mean, kids can barely read. They don't know how a bill is passed. They can't do basic math. But we want to make sure that they understand all the components of the gender-bred man. This is exactly why the United States is going downhill very fast. We're circling the drain. We need to climb out of it. But nobody seems to be giving a crap about the important things. All we want to talk about is about your wiener and your twat because we've regressed. And that's the only thing that's important. This country is turning into the movie Idiocracy. It is no longer a fiction movie. It's no longer a comedy. It is a reality show. Elizabeth Warren has some complaints about the patriarchy. Recently, she commented that if she had a penis, she'd be president. If I were a boy. Now, a lot of people got in arms over this, but, you know, this is probably true. I don't mean to sound like some sort of raging feminist, but why wasn't she a little bit closer in the running? Or why didn't she at least get to be the vice president? Democrats love her. She's way more qualified than Biden. She can at least speak clearly and articulately. She's got a Ph.D., so she, we know she's intelligent and can handle stuff better than Biden will ever be able to. He's several fries short of a happy meal. And if you ever walked into a car shop as a woman or done any traditionally male activity, you're treated like crap and patronized, always overlooked. And at work, it's still a man's world. So you have to do twice as much to be considered just as good. So I'm sure there was a component that if she was a man, it would have turned out a little bit better. Apparently she claims that, quote, everyone comes up to me and says, I would vote for you if you had a penis. Now, I don't know, she could be lying about that. This is Pocahontas, the woman who claimed to have been Native American Indian for years and years and years, only to be embarrassed publicly when it came out that she wasn't. So she does have a history of being a bit deceptive about her identity. Have you been out in the world? Are you aware of how much friction there is between men and women? I mean, we thought it was bad in the 50s. What we've done is push feminism so hard and men are bitter about it that we don't even have the niceties associated with being a woman. They're not even pleasant to us. So I'm sure that that was part of the problem. Just look what happened. Democrats elected a man who can barely get his sentence out. He doesn't know where he's at. The Easter Bunny had to flag him down because he was going the wrong direction. That literally happened on the White House lawn. And here's this woman 
who's a professor, who kicked butt raising money for him. She raised over $7 million for Biden in 2020. But somehow she wasn't good enough to get the nomination or she wasn't good enough to even be his VP. They had to pick Kamala Harris. And I think we all know how she got where she is. It involved a sturdy set of knee pads. So once again, a smart woman getting overlooked because she wouldn't bang her way to the top and because the men around her think if you can't sleep with her or screw her or bend her mind in seven different directions and keep her confused, you don't really want her around. Because let me tell you, men do not want to be one-upped by a woman. Guess who has gone super woke now? Walmart. That's right. They're going to start covering abortion costs for employees in certain cases. How about new? You crazy Dutch bastard. In a memo, the company said that the health care plans will now cover abortions for employees, quote, when there is a health risk to the mother, rape or incest, ectopic pregnancy, miscarriage, or lack of fetal viability. Before this, their health plan was much more conservative and restrictive. The company's plan only covered abortion in cases where, quote, the health of the mother would be in danger if the fetus were carried to term, the fetus could not survive the birthing process, or death would be imminent after birth. Walmart is going one step further, like a lot of other woke companies these days. They're going to offer travel support. This will help cover costs if an abortion service is not available within 100 miles of the location where the employee works. I'm just waiting for a man to try this, to walk in and say, I'm pregnant, I want an abortion, and then get the company to pay for them to go out of state, basically score a free vacation, or let alone a woman who's not pregnant, but maybe she wants to identify as one. I mean, heck, why not? Free trips. Why are companies so hell-bent on wanting to get inside your body to do something? I thought this was all about the right to privacy. That's what abortion was originally conceived out of. But notifying your employer that you're having an abortion is not a matter of privacy. You really think that that big company isn't going to remember that? So you're going to go tell the HR department, they're going to have a record of it. What if you get some conservative person who wants to hold that against you for getting a promotion? Or they want to fire you for it later? I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. Women used to not even want to let people know they were pregnant too early on because they thought it would interfere with their career or they'd be overlooked for opportunities. And now they want to tell them that they're having an abortion, one of the most controversial procedures you can ever get. Here's a suggestion that might be a lot easier. Why don't people just watch what they're doing? Pay attention. Keep your legs closed. Maybe don't sleep with everything. Maybe figure out a way to get your birth control on lock. And Walmart has a lot of this just laying around the shelves. What you need to do, walk in the door, not the marketplace, the other door, then walk over a few aisles until you find condoms. This will solve the problem like 99% of the time. It's about a buck a condom, so you really get a lot of bang for your buck. Just take care of yourself. Why should I, as a Walmart shopper, have to worry that when I go into that store, my money is going to pay for an employee's health insurance that's going to cover an abortion? Something I completely oppose. Perhaps all these companies providing abortion services and travel costs is just the private sector component of the liberal world order the Biden administration has bragged about. A UC Berkeley student housing co-op is banning white people from common areas. Hey, where are the white women at? Obviously not in this house. Because nothing says woke like stopping racism with racist policies.
This co-op is a 30-room person of color theme house. On part of the rules, it says, quote, many people of color moved here to be able to avoid white violence and presence. So respect their decision of avoidance if you bring white guests. It goes on to say, quote, white guests are not allowed in common spaces. And here's where it really gets good. It says, quote, avoid bringing parents slash family members that express bigotry. Queer, black, and indigenous members should not have to avoid common spaces because of homophobic or racist parents slash family members. I'd like to remind everybody that the goal to end racism wasn't to separate each other. We used to find the separate but equal deeply offensive. And if you want to go back to the civil rights movement and listen to, I don't know, what about Martin Luther King Jr.? What was his dream? The little white kids and little black kids would hold hands together one day. I don't remember him saying that we should separate them into separate rooms and not share common spaces. I interrupt this string of ridiculous news stories to inform you of more ways the government is screwing you out of your hard-earned money. AAA has calculated the average cost to own and operate a car in 2022, which brings the total to nearly $11,000, or about $900 a month. That's nearly an 11% increase from just last year. Get a load of this. It's been reported that Russia President Vladimir Putin will be attending the G20 summit in Bali. Will Zelensky and Putin both attend? Will they be in the same room at this summit? I can guarantee you one thing. I know what would be going through Putin's head at this. Is it me? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Maybe I am. Am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. And the Biden administration has some thoughts on that. A White House National Security Council statement said, and I quote, as President Biden has said publicly himself, he does not think President Putin should attend the G20 as he wages his war against Ukraine. But if Putin does attend, the U.S. believes that Zelensky should participate too. Pull up a chair, grab some popcorn, because if that happens, there's bound to be some fireworks. I know what you're thinking. What's up with Alec Baldwin? Well, I'm here to tell you. It's been 10 months since filmmaker Elena Hutchins died from a gunshot wound on the set of her movie, Rust. We all know that Alec Baldwin was on set holding the gun when this happened. Even though a woman died, it seems as though Baldwin feels like he suffered quite a bit. In an interview, Alec Baldwin laments that he's lost five whole jobs since the shooting on the set of that film. Because the good news is you're fired. And that if it wasn't for his wife, he would have probably just given up altogether. In fact, he just recently got fired from another movie. He goes, quote, there I was all set to go to a movie, jump on a plane. I've been talking with these guys for months and they told me yesterday, we don't want to do the film with you because of this. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out. It's amazing when a woman dies and it looks like you pulled the trigger, people don't want to be around you. Baldwin goes on to whine a little bit more, saying he feared for his life after President Trump publicly said that he thought Alec Baldwin killed Hutchinson on purpose. This whole debacle. The woman was shot and killed, lost her life. And Alec Baldwin, the celebrity douchebag that he is, had the nerve to say the distress of that event has, quote, taken years off my life. 
Well, I wonder how many it took off Elena Hutchins. All of them? That's it for this week, but be sure to tune in next Sunday for an all-new episode of Overnight Opinions, where we take a look at some of the craziest headlines over the past week. And don't forget to follow the Ladies Love Politics TikTok channel, where you can stay informed without going insane.